1: learn more at marines.com coming up today on the show what are the seahawks going to do over the next 48 hours in regards to their starting quarterback geno smith a deadline of sorts facing the team on friday i have researched all of the options gotten some new information learned some things today that i'm going to pass along to you things that i did not know what are all the options for the seahawks And what do I think they will ultimately choose to do between now and Friday? We're going to talk about Geno Smith today on the show.
0: Welcome to the Seahawks Forever podcast. In-depth analysis on everything Seahawks. And now, here's your host, Dan Vienz.
1: This is certainly a hot-button topic. If you watched uh, the last show, Monday with Corbin Smith and I, uh, he mentioned it. He and I talk about it all the time. He could, he could post a, a film breakdown on a defensive player, and the comments would be full of "Yeah, but what about Geno Smith?" Um, a polarizing player, to be sure. There are very strong opinions on both sides of the aisle on this one. Some feel like he is a top ten to top fifteen quarterback that you roll with until you find. An alternative some feel like he doesn't belong in the league obviously the truth more likely to reside in the middle of that argument I'm not I'm not here today to make that argument we're just going to talk about options and then I'll make my prediction on what I think will happen between now and Friday before we get to that hit that like button on the YouTube channel and that bell for notification of new episodes and subscribe to the channel of course it's the best way to support the channel If you prefer audio podcasts, you can subscribe on any platform. Uh, On Spotify, though, you can subscribe for less than a dollar a month right now and get ad-free episodes, exclusive episodes just for you that don't have any ads. Two new subscribers of the last week. Welcome to the show. And uh, if you want to just support me and the show, you can buy me a coffee or a beer. Those links will be in the description. Again, before I get into these options, um, I I do want to start with this disclaimer. This is not about how good you think Geno Smith might be or whether they should commit to him long-term or whether they should draft a quarterback or which quarterback that should be. None of that. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that over the coming months. Um, And in fact, here, if you're watching on YouTube. So here are... (laughs) some handwritten notes i have already begun and i started with uh watch see there we go uh little joe milton some spencer rattler starting with the mid round guys uh and then i'll work my way back to the first rounders um my goal is uh to watch 3 games at least uh for all those guys and take notes and i started with rattler because uh uh a lot of polarizing again, to use that word comments, um, on a show I did last week, uh, a mock draft that I posted, um, where I took him in the third round, took a flyer on him with that extra pick in the third round, uh, banking on some upside and uh, man, you'd think that I, uh, dropped a bomb on Lumen field, um, in some people's eyes, but a lot of Spencer Rattler fans as well. So kind of started there, but, um, We'll get to that. <laughs> and now we can start to focus more on that now that the coaching staff is shaping up a lot of those hires and appointments uh, have been made official this week. Today, I just want to talk about options and a big shout out right at the top to Brady Henderson, because just as I was kind of working through some of this stuff and compiling it and uh, talked about some of this stuff with Corbin the other day and uh, was was looking up some exact dates and things and checking the salary cap status again, uh, Brady posted a story today on ESPN Uh, that had more information than I'd heard before. And so I get to pass that along to you um, as well. Let's start with the basics, okay? Uh, The Seahawks, as we sit today, are $5.2 million over the salary cap. Geno Smith, if he is still on the roster Friday, his $12.7 million base salary becomes fully guaranteed. Um. And so essentially, the Seahawks would have to make this decision by tomorrow if they're going to make a move. Because if he's on the roster Friday, that money becomes guaranteed. And that just limits the Seahawks' options, and it also affects not just their cap situation. Uh, Well, it doesn't change their cap situation from today, but it it affects their cash situation as well. Um, The new league year starts on March 13th. That's a key date here. Although uh, 52 hours before that, right? So March 11th, uh, teams can begin to negotiate the legal tampering so they can start to agree to players and those things will start to leak leak out. One of the options here, we're going to talk about the difference between just cutting him because throughout much of the offseason so far and even leading up to this, when the contract was signed, you could see that there was a, Quote, unquote, easy out after year one if the Seahawks wanted to move on. Um, But if they don't do anything by Friday, and then, because some of you, the, the debate is cut or trade. The cap ramifications are exactly the same. And so really, to me, the deadline is, and we'll get into this a little bit more in detail, March 18th. Because that's when the Seahawks owe him a $9.6 million roster bonus. That would handcuff them a little bit more. And you'll see when we get into this, but the difference between, cap-wise anyway, for for the Seahawks, the difference between cutting Geno Smith today and trading him on March 1st, it's exactly the same impact on the cap. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there first to begin with, just for some context. To me, there are four options. Option number one, we'll start with the most basic, is cut him today or tomorrow. You save $13.8 million against the cap. So they would immediately come into compliance with the salary cap, which isn't necessary right now. That doesn't need to happen today. And they would move on either to drew lock or to draft a guy and just commit to doing that or whatever that again, not the discussion today. So they would go with just that move. They would go from $5.2 million over the cap to about $8.6 million in space right off the bat, just to start the offseason. And then discussions would begin. If that, if that does happen in the next 24 hours, hopefully it won't happen before I get this show posted and we get some discussion around it. Um, then then that becomes the discussion. Now, there isn't a, another sort of subtext to this, and I brought it up on the show Monday, and some people uh, questioned me or, or challenged me on this, but Brady went into this detail as well as, as one possibility is you could cut him tomorrow and let him test the free agent market, and, and certainly, depending on how the offseason goes and the draft and free agency or whatever, you could bring Geno Smith back its a possibility. So that's option 1. Just cut him, get him off the roster, save that money, get into cap compliance, 8.6 million in space, make your decision of I would assume at that point they would turn to Drew Locke, try to get him locked up. <laughs> that was unintentional. Um and and again I I think you can't you can't ignore the fact that Mike McDonald, coach Mike, he said Monday he wants to be called after I referred to him as Coach Mac a number of times, um, that he keeps bringing up Drew Locke. Talked about him on the coach's show again Monday, that he and Gino are the two players he's had the most conversations with. Uh, even brought him up in his introductory press conference, which Drew Locke is only under contract until the end of the league year. So he is set to become a free agent. Anyway, so that's option one. Cut him, save the money, move on, do something different at quarterback. Now, where I th- the reason I think this is so complicated is because when the Seahawks signed him to that contract with the easy out, that was to protect themselves against performance. Hey, we like what Gino did. We like it well enough that we're going to give him this three-year deal, give him a bunch of money up front, make him a pretty wealthy man and reward him. But if he goes out next year and can't, can't repeat that performance falls on his face, then we have this escape clause, basically, that we can trigger to get out from under the bulk of the deal and move in another direction. And then Gino went out and and played well, especially the last eight games of the year in in just about every statistical category was among the leaders in the league and, and played really well down the stretch. Made it a more difficult decision. So that is where we are today. Option two. You could redo his deal between now and Friday with the intent of keeping him, but at a lesser impact on the salary cap.
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. That's
1: option two. Option three is you can just keep him as is. Move forward. Nothing changes. And if that happens, I do want to say this: it doesn't necessarily, not even doesn't. I don't even need to qualify that. It it does not at all lock him in as the day one starter. Things can happen in the draft; a guy can fall to you that that you really love. So that's option three: so you just let the deadline pass. There's no news. There's no press conference. There's no statement. He just he's our quarter. He's on the roster. Option four is a little more layered and nuanced. You keep him, let the deadline pass. Don't touch his deal. Don't restructure it at all. You don't add void years or tack years onto the end or anything of the sort. And you continue to explore your options. What are those options? As I said, March 18th is really the date because that's when the roster bonus is coming. So that would give you a month a solid month to explore a trade market for Geno Smith. It also gives them a little bit of a negotiating point in regards to that roster bonus. The Seahawks could, if there were interested teams, offer to pay some of that bonus in order to lessen the cash ramifications to the new team and presumably increase compensation remember when the Seahawks acquired Leonard Williams they essentially did the same thing they they took on almost all of all of his salary the Seahawks were just on the hook if I remember right for the prorated portion of the veteran minimum and that enabled the Giants to ask for more in return, which is why the cost was so high. It's why Williams fetched a second and a fifth. As opposed to, you know, what the 49ers did with Chase Young and only had to give up a third. So that does give them some leverage. Gives them a month. Because other teams, keep in mind, other teams, they're not finished with their draft evaluations of quarterbacks yet. The combine hasn't even happened yet. They haven't even interviewed these guys yet. Met with them in person. Pro days haven't happened. Those things will happen between now and March 18th. Teams will have a better idea of where they stand at the quarterback position. All these teams that are looking at quarterbacks, many of them, most of them, actually, and this is not a coincidence, <laughs> have, have new head coaches. They're still settling in. They're still doing their evaluations. They could also, it would also give them another month to, as they're surveying the landscape and feeling out other teams, would give him more time to work on redoing his deal. If that was ultimately what they decided to do. Again, either by adding years spread out the cap hit or converting some of his, some of that twelve point million dollars salary to bonus. You can't do it all. There's only a percentage that you can do. Um, I think it's relative. I think it's about half. Let's just say five, $6 million that you could clear just by doing a straight conversion of salary to bonus. The player usually goes for it because they get money today. And then it allows, um, uh, some cap relief immediately, although that relief then gets added on to the dead cap number and the prorated bonus for the rest of the deal. To me, here's how I would rank these. Option one, just cut him today, save the money, move on is the least likely outcome. Option two, redo his deal before Friday. It's possible, not likely. It's also not necessary for the reasons that I just. Pointed out. You don't, there's no reason to do that before Friday when you can do it next week or the week after. Option three, just keep him and roll with him, commit to him. I give that about a 50 50. I don't think they've decided that yet. I don't think as we sit here today that John Schneider has made that decision definitively. Could be wrong. I don't think he has. I think he wants input from Ryan Grubb, Mike McDonald. And he wants to to continue to do his evaluations on this draft class, not just the six guys at the top. Are are any of those guys going to be available at 16? Can we afford to take a guy at 16 there? Is it worth the 16th pick? Can we move back and still get a guy? Are there any of these guys that might be available in the third round that we think can be a starter? Just buys them time. And what have we seen from John Schneider ever since he took over the reins of running this organization on his own without Pete Carroll having final say, patience. He was patient with the head coaching search. He didn't rush. He didn't panic. He didn't jump to anything. He was patient with the offensive coordinator search. God knows (laughs) We've, we've documented that. So now, up until the last couple of days, I didn't think trading Gino was that viable. And those of you that follow me on Twitter have probably heard this discussion. The reason that I didn't think his trade market would be as good as we would want it to be, ideally, this offseason is it's a buyer's market. You have that rookie class. You have six guys that at any given time, any given expert think are going to be potential first-rounders. Will all six of them go in the first round? Who knows? Somebody always falls. But you can throw a dart in any direction and hit a mock draft where four of those six, five of those six, some combination of those six are going in the first round. So there are options to those teams that have high draft picks and bad quarterback situations. There also is an unusually good crop of available veteran quarterbacks. Usually the free agent market is barren. But you have Baker Mayfield. You have Ryan Tannehill. Assuming he comes back 100% from his his, uh, Achilles injury, you have Kirk Cousins set to become a free agent. You have young intriguing quarterbacks who've been busts or and may be available through trade. Justin Fields, obviously. Zach Wilson. Maybe a Trey Lance, if some team believes in him, wants to make a move for him. Kenny Pickett might be available in Pittsburgh. Like, there are some... There's just a lot of options out there. If a team just doesn't want to go all in on a rookie quarterback and, and take that shot... And it does... The, the water's become muddy because... They just, you know, the NFL has gotten their wish. Parity is a thing. The, the bottom teams in the league, while there may be a, a huge distance between these teams drafting in the top 10, 11, 12, and the teams we saw play on Sunday, there isn't that much of a gap between the 10th best team in the NFL and the 25th best team in the NFL. Let's put it that way. Good coaching hire, a good Job coaching on the field, a good draft, some good free agency decisions, and, and, and you get a decent quarterback in there. You can you can make up some ground. You can turn some things around. But then I started to to dig in and look at the numbers, and I think there may be a little bit more of a potential trade market for Geno Smith than I had originally thought, because if you're if you're looking at these teams that are considering drafting a rookie quarterback. We have seen countless times that it doesn't always go great from day one. In fact, it usually doesn't. The C.J. Stroud stories of the world are rare. They are definitely the exception to the rule. Rookie quarterback years usually look a lot more like Bryce Young's year did. We'll never know what Anthony Richardson's year would have looked like. I mean, he did some cool things in the first couple weeks and he got hurt. I mean, he might have struggled. And so some of these teams, if they think they can win in the meantime, or if they look to Green Bay and what they did, being patient with Jordan Love, and some of these guys that are that are being ranked at the top of the draft are young. Drake May just turned 21 years old. J.J. McCarthy just turned 21 years old. These guys are young, and they have varying degrees of experience, and and a team may not want to throw them in right away. They may think they can win in the interim. And so let's get a bridge guy, an affordable bridge guy. We can get a guy like Geno Smith that we can win with day one if if we think our roster is good enough to win with capable, competent quarterback play. And we don't have to give up high draft picks to get him. And we can save a little bit on money because Seattle's willing to work with us on that roster bonus. Now it starts to get intriguing. Let's just look down the list. The New England Patriots hold the third pick in the draft. And they have $66 million in cap space. So the third pick, let's assume the top two prospects are Caleb Williams, Drake May, right? Most mock drafts have Caleb Williams going to the Bears, Drake May going to the Commanders at two. And so that gets you down to Jaden Daniels. If the New England Patriots take Jaden Daniels at three but don't think he's ready to start day one, they have $66 million in cap space and a good defense. Might they be willing to deal a a fourth rounder for Geno Smith, maybe even a third if the Seahawks take some of that money off their hands and they can easily absorb it in their cap. That's where this gets interesting. The commanders themselves, the second pick and the most cap space in the league, $73.6 million in cap space and a head coach in Dan Quinn, who knows John Schneider very well, has worked with Dave Canales, can reach out to Pete Carroll, who is Geno's biggest supporter. Right? If Drake May is their pick there and they think he's he's so young that he just might we might need to buy some time, the commanders could trade for Geno Smith and not and still be able to go out and be major players in free agency and add elsewhere. The Bears themselves, they have the first pick, the ninth pick, they have forty seven million dollars, and their offensive coordinator is Shane Waldron. Talk about familiarity. If for some reason they think that Caleb Williams might need to sit for a little while, would that make some sense? Now, in that case, I, the connections there are interesting. But I, I, Caleb Williams is playing day one. I think that would maybe more likely be a spot where if the Seahawks allow Drew Locke to hit the market, maybe he goes there as a hedge against Williams. How about the Buccaneers if they can't sign Baker Mayfield? They want to. And their sides, you know, both sides mutually agree. They would like an extension to happen. But they're talking about, I mean, there's reports out there, Daniel Jones type money, $40 million that Baker reestablished his value that much by playing as well as he did last year in Tampa Bay. And that roster is built to win now but they've got 37 million in cap space too. Good defense, good pieces on the offensive line. Obviously, Mike Evans and some and some offensive weapons there. If someone else swoops in and gets Mayfield, I would think Gino would have some appeal to them. A couple other ideas. Raiders have the 13th pick. They might go rookie quarterback. Mark Davis has been outspoken Is kind of sort of tipping his hand on that. They also have 36 million in cap space. Now you're at the 13th pick. You might be... You're lower down the order. Some of these teams, the Falcons, the 8th pick and $26 million in cap space. The Vikings, the 11th pick and $25 million in cap space. They're in the range where maybe J.J. McCarthy's their guy. And they feel like he'll need a year. But they can absorb that Geno Smith contract. Maybe there's more of a possibility of a trade market there for Geno than I had originally thought. Uh, which is why I think the most likely thing that happens between now and Friday is nothing. I could be wrong. We don't know yet (laughs) how John Schneider is going to operate. We don't. Now, this could tell us something. If he does turn around and cut Geno tomorrow, make that bold of a move, we're going to start being able to put some of these pieces together. He's been bold so far. He's been patient, but he's been bold going with a first-time head coach, youngest coach in the league, going with an offensive coordinator who's never worked a day in his life in the NFL. Those are thoughtful, patient moves that he made, but they're bold, too. They come along with higher risk, maybe a lower floor. Gino gives you floor. He gives you a higher floor. If John Schneider thinks that this roster can win in 2024 with better coaching than sticking with Geno Smith and pushing, pulling other levers to create cap space and make the moves that they need to make might make a lot of sense. And keep in mind, at his press conference, he did say that he thought the team underperformed last year. That indicates to me that he does think the roster, in fact, I think he, he actually said something specifically about the roster and how much he likes it and how he thinks there's a lot of of talent there. If that's what happens between now and Friday is nothing and you're not a Geno supporter or you believe they need to do something else, don't panic. It is not a do or die date. With a couple of clicks of the mouse, with Geno on the roster Friday, the team can easily, make some no-brainer salary cap moves and get to $28 million in cap space like that. Without even touching Tyler Lockett's contract, DK Metcalf's contract, Quandre Diggs' last year of his deal, Draymond Jones' deal. You can push some buttons there too. And, and you can play around. I've done this and heard a podcast with Brad Spielberger of PFF and he's done this. And you can get to between fifty or 40 and $50 million in cap space. Without touching Geno's deal. So if you don't like Geno Smith, you don't want him to be the starting quarterback for the Seahawks this year. And the Seahawks do nothing between now and Friday, and he's still on the roster, and he gets that salary guaranteed. It it means it's not nothing, but it doesn't mean he's the guaranteed opening day starter. Many, many other things could happen between now and the 18th of March and the start of the season. Uh, we're going to talk some more about this on Friday. I told you that Mookie Alexander, the managing editor of Field Goals, was going to join me yesterday. We had to push that back. So he's going to join me Friday. And so we'll know something. And I'll be anxious to get uh, Mookie's thoughts on that on Friday. And then we'll move ahead. And uh, I, uh, I'm i going to prepare a, uh, a mock draft for you on Monday. We'll do that as well. And I've got some other guests that I'm working on also. As always, subscribe in all the places. Uh, If you like what I do, support the show. Uh, Four new five-star reviews in the last 72 hours on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate those of you who took the time to leave a review. If you like the show, uh, please do the same. It really helps. In positioning and and just getting more views and listens out there in the meantime follow me on twitter at seahawks forever always love the discussion hit me in the comments what do you think of these which option do you prefer which one do you think is most likely to happen between now and friday forever and always go hawks i'll talk to you soon thanks for watching